Raisin Man Arena. Felipe, I will say the last time I I listened to a little bit of the last episode and I and I thought, what is that sucking sound that keeps happening? <laughs> I'm chewing ice. I, I've oh, been, wow. So winter is when I um drink hot water, just straight hot water all the time. <laughs> and then summer is when I I suck on ice because chewing ice is bad, but I end up chewing it. And it makes my mouth, it makes me sound like I'm drunk because my mouth gets cold and I can't enunciate as well. And so I start slurring my words. Mm. So and there you go. That's a big part of the ambient sound. when you listen to the recording, I had no idea. <sighs> yeah, there's like a ton of clinking and stuff. Um, I think it's I'm like fucking up my teeth. Party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to stop. Hmm. Sam, when we went to see that movie at BAM with Mo, we saw Cachet, and I was trying to kind of work the ice, and the guy turned next to me, and he was like, he was like, can you stop doing that? And I, and I didn't realize, I didn't realize how loud it was. Yeah, it is, it is not appealing. Yeah, well, uh, that's hold funny. On. Well, welcome to the show. If you're in the chat, sound off. Anytime. Sound, Sound off. off now. If you don't have an account, you can make one for free. It's easy. It takes 10 seconds. Uh, you can be in the chat and we will read out your comments on the air and, and respond uh, with like a 90 second delay. So hang in there. Well, if you put a comment in, we will get to it. Carly's sounding off in the comments. What? Nice. Sound uh, off. Welcome, we'll Carly. Read, you will read your questions. We'll uh, give you our takes on whatever... You don't even have to say who Dumb. you really are. You can just put your username in there. You don't even have to explain, even if it's even if it's conf even if it's a thing we don't know about. Like, what do you guys think about my, you know, the problem about I'm having Islam. about yeah. Islam? <laughs> <laughs> totally bungled yeah. an anecdote about Islam last yeah, time. Yeah, Felipe needs to issue a correction and an apology to our <laughs> listeners for what he did last episode. Um, I, if you heard the last episode, I talked about um, Mecca. <laughs> And the pilgrimage to Mecca. And apparently I, I heard from a source that I got most of the information wrong. Yeah. And what was it you but, were trying to do with the, with the anecdote? I'll say this. Most of the big ideas are correct. <laughs> the sort of big thrust of the argument I was making was correct. But all the names were fucked up. Apparently uh, Mecca and Medina are different cities. I thought that Mecca was a name for just a place, you know, the, <laughs> the place. And then it was in Medina. But that's not the case. And then the big cube, I believe, is called the Casbah. I did not look it up. I was just told. And the Hajj is something else. It's maybe the trip. I don't know. That's as far as my <laughs> second round of information goes. So but the, big, the big idea that the kind of Judeo, there's a Judeo-Christian culture that dates back millennia. And it Precisely. Cannot, and it cannot be intermingled with an Eastern Islamic culture. Precisely. Uh, is, is, that stands. That's correct. Yes. That still stands. <laughs> jihad by the sword, jihad by the pen. Yeah. What mm -hmm. is that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> is that true? Is that true that jihad by the sword, jihad by the pen? That's, um, in, the, in high school, I learned this. So again, if you, we'll issue another correction next episode if this turns out to be totally facile. Um, <laughs> but I was taught in AP World History that um, there's two types of jihad that you can wage, and one's by the pen and one's by the sword. And some people believe in waging you know, a war on behalf of Islam. And other people think you should just... um. Write a book or something or a poem. Oh, yeah. well, um, the uh, Islamic tradition is very cool. It has a good, cool um, ca calligraphy tradition. Oh, 
Beautiful. You know, mm. they'd write the letters really beautifully and make shapes with them. So maybe that's what they meant. Maybe that's it's kind of like uh, modern day graffiti. I I I'm sort of it's tough for for me because I just listened to another podcast in which they joked about the five pillars of Islam. So I'm only thinking about jokes that I just heard on another podcast, and I I've only run my own podcast for for ten episodes. But yeah, I don't think that's kosher. Mm. Yeah, we shouldn't do we shouldn't do jokes from a different podcast. We should do. Jokes from our podcast. From this podcast. I'll say this is uh, this is what I wanted to say a couple minutes ago. We we're talking about the ice sound that you guys are enjoying in, in your headphones as you listen to this. I didn't realize it's part of the auditory experience. I've been doing some walking around, not listening to music, and pretty much always like when I leave my apartment, I'm listening to music from the time I walk out toward till I get wherever I'm going. I've been not doing that, and it turns out people on the sidewalks all over town are talking to me and saying different stuff like nice stuff or mean stuff but like there's a whole auditory experience to be had just out in community and in neighborhoods of people People (laughs) trying to tell you you something yeah all the time what Um, are they saying to you today i was i was wearing this shirt it says good good comedy and someone said oh i have a joke i could tell you Nice. Um, <laughs> so stuff like that <laughs> was it good uh i didn't um stop for it i laughed at what he said and then he said well i made you laugh already so nice. <laughs> huh. people, i thought it was kind of funny um people are, are yelling at you they're like you 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 spread too thin and you don't give enough time to all of your friends <laughs> yeah. it's written all over my face and everybody can yeah. see it they're in my like community. hey yeah raisin man has too much t- talking not enough bits <laughs> man yeah. i i could not handle anytime someone talks to me on the street i just get really flustered not like because i'm scared but because i I never i can never come up with a funny quippy thing right away so i'm like absolutely not i I just this like this mumble comes out of my mouth it's like (laughs) (laughs) so you you say what's up you bastard (laughs) keep walking (laughs) uh yes hi you bastard (laughs) yeah yeah Um, no, that's Damn. funny. It's funny. I don't know if Alex is listening to this, but he's somebody who always um, really goes for the joke with like every bodega person, every cashier. Like yeah, he, he doesn't leave with that. And he's good at it. But I've hung out with them enough now that like I'd say like three out of ten times, they really don't like it. The bodega people or whoever he's talking to. And that doesn't phase him. And I think that that's amazing because to me, you strike out once and I would just never try again to make anybody laugh. <laughs> he's like Does Sam. He- is he doing like a street joke or is he like doing talking about something in, in the store that he's, he's like he's being extremely present and responding, you know, clown like to just like wow. whatever the scenario is like, yeah, like if ridiculousness is playing on the TV in the bodega, he's going to like talk about like ridiculousness and like Rob Durdrick and how old he is. And like, I don't know shit about like that. Cool. I just imagine I just imagine Alex seeing like vape pens on the table of the bodega and grabbing <laughs> them and, and just in doing a show for like a totally nonplussed bodega <laughs> attendant being like, oh, what's this? What do we got here? Huh? Oh, the smoke. Huh? And just zero. Just this, the guy's face is like blank. Yeah. Well, sometimes it pisses people off. I feel like sometimes people work at a bodega. And they don't really want to make sandwiches or they have like they don't really feel like they have a mandate to be making sandwiches and stuff. And you joke around with them about it and they're just like, please, just don't like no more than exactly what I'm doing, uh, which I respect. The but, sandwich mandate. Yeah. <laughs> Ironclad totally. sandwich. Well, and, and, I w- and, and Kyle, because he or 
Alex. <laughs> Fuck, I already fucked it up calling him the wrong name. <laughs> it, I was just imagining if Alex, just because, I guess he's not a, does he identify as a comedian? He's a James, really. comedy adjacent. Yeah. Comedy adjacent. It'd be funny if, but if both the comedian, the comedian was also jaded and didn't want to go through the chore of having to riff with the, the bodega person, but they were doing it anyway. So both people <laughs> didn't want to be doing it. Yes, but they were doing it anyway. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I was gonna the- say. Sam had a Sam had a funny joke with the uh, the other day when we went to the supermarket. It was all of Simple Town. We were bagging groceries. You looked at the uh, cashier and you were like, you were like, when I had kids, I didn't think they were going to get this big. <laughs> wow. And you, and you got a good laugh from the cashier. And I thought she, she gave us a free like a like a little coupon because of it. That's what awesome. was the coupon for? For pizza. Did That's we use it? Awesome. We didn't. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, mm. But I thought it was mm. funny. And I was like, damn, I. Simple joke, you know. Anyone could have. I could have come up with it, but I didn't. I don't like to. <laughs> I don't like to. Yeah, I don't like to kind of make nice because you don't know. Maybe the person doesn't want to, you know, have fun with you. Yeah. But Felipe, uh, conversely, you're you're very brave and extroverted online, so you know it kind of cuts it cuts both ways, right? Maybe you're a little more skittish in the real world, but online you'll make a joke. Online, jihad by the sword. Yeah, you're really yeah. out here. <laughs> you tweet that, my dude. You fucking yeah. tweet that. <laughs> yeah. Man, um we said we'd we'd say everyone who who's in the comments, Seth sounding off in the comments. Seth, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. My friend Anna. Um Anna, and welcome Kyle. to the show. Kyle. Um I I'll change the subject to this because Seth being here reminded me of this. I read Seth's new article about how much Lauren Michael sucks uh, that came out last night. And um, I don't I presume that you guys haven't read it yet or but uh, I read um, I read Seth posted like a few images from um, an old, uh, no, it was an old like New York Times article or New York Magazine article about how um, Lauren Michael sucked. Anyways, I'm kind of cutting Cutting, cutting this information too thin, but I, your general point is taken. Damn, on. Sarah, Sarah knew everything, and then you, you came in. And no, said, no, I got, I was because I said yes. I said I heard, and then she said, "Did you read the article?" And then suddenly I was stuck in the situation where I had to explain what I had read, yeah. and it was just not interesting to explain I what specifically I read. That's why I presumed yeah. you didn't read I, it. I actually made like I ate like eggs for breakfast today. I think that's what I remember. I yeah. recuse myself. Go on. Well, I feel bad because I cut you off talking. And one of the things I learned from this article is that Lauren Michaels hates when people finish his sentences for him. And I read that and I was like, we're going to have trouble then, brother, because Wait, who, I like finishing, finishing sentences. <laughs> no I like SNL it too. for you, Sarah. No SNL for me. Or he's not going to want to be my papa or whatever. <laughs> like a, he did for Amy Poehler or whatever the fuck. Yeah. He was her yeah. papa? Did she, she call said, Lauren like, Michaels papa? You can't, you can't, you can't want him to be your dad. But uh, if you don't want him to be your dad, he'll do it for you or like something weird like that. Like I'm, I'm missing. Well, you have Jimmy to play hard to get. You have to play hard to get. Yeah, and then but if you play hard to get, then he, then he really likes that. So, huh? Um, do you like finishing each other's sentences, Sam? I, He's a slow I talker. Think, I don't think I do that. I don't think you do it. I think you're a good listener. Thank you. No, I'm. I'm. I. I, I finish what? people's sentences. Totally. <laughs> are you trying to do Maybe one? Are we supposed to be do it? Doing? Huh? Right. Are we? Supposed- oh no! I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to trying set to you up for a sentence, sentence finish. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, what else? What else did Seth's article say? 
Um, it didn't say that thing I just said about Amy Poehler. That's uh, like maybe a false memory that I have. Um, it was about Colin Jost's memoir. And it was about like um, even after he'd become head writer and he was the co-anchor of Weekend Update, he was asked to like he was kind of left in the dark for a summer about whether or not he would be like hired back to do that. And then he was made to re-audition for his position as like Weekend Update anchor. And like none of this was communicated directly to him by Lauren, even though like at this point, I, I assume he'd been on the show for a couple of seasons because he's the head writer um, and this is his boss. Uh, and they had this, this sort of schedule of like rehearsals for the people who are auditioning to be the Weekend Update hosts. And the like rehearsals were canceled like extremely suddenly and they were made to just do it immediately in front of like Lauren and like all of these tactics that he describes emotionally the process of just like being really sad and really scared. And then like, by the time it was time to do it, extremely angry. And he said his anger powered him through the audition and like made him better. Um, so it was just like this sort of weird way of talking where you're like, Hmm, that doesn't really sound like a healthy dynamic. And like, you've tried to make a sort of positive ending out of like a very weird story. And that just really telegraphs just how fucked up this entire thing is. And totally. Yeah. Yeah. He really is daddy. All these people <laughs> are like do airing out their dirty laundry about how they feel about him. Yeah. You know? And there's an interesting quote. You also put in from like Taryn Killam. Uh, you know, who used to be on the show, the guy who was, had been on Disney Channel when we were kids. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, that's who that is. Oh, I'm yeah. like connecting things. He was, was he one of the guys who screamed and drinking? I mean, oh no, he was in, he in was on like Lost in Suburbia or something. Wait, was he iCarly's brother? Uh-uh. No. No, but he, I know who he is though. He's like one of those screaming Disney Channel guys. Yeah, he was maybe on like iCarly was that Nick or something. Like he was on one of those shows that had like a bunch of the young star people on it yeah yes. and then he was on Saturday yeah, Night Live yeah. and he was quoted as being like he knew that Seth Meyers was the last person who ever really collaborated with Lauren and then everybody else since then has just like tried to do what Lauren says um because that's what you have to do to get by at the show and that uh at the 40th anniversary episode Lauren was like so like it was like the pinnacle of like how he imagined his life being sort of like he's surrounded by all these celebrities and he's this kingmaker. He's made all of their careers and all of this has spun out from the show that he's run for, you know, 40 years minus the five seasons he wasn't running it. And um, after that, it was like he was like exhausted to have to return to working with these like nobody young people who are 40 years younger than him that he like had no patience for and was disinterested in. Um, so I don't know. There was just all this weird stuff in there about him wanting to be really revered by people and it just made me wonder, like, this is like what's in Colin Jost's memoir or like, I talked to Seth and this was kind of a point that he made. So, like, what is it that's not in the memoir that's even like more fucked up? But you're like, hmm, I'm not going to write that uh, because I still work for Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I've so. always been kind of puzzled by how, like, I mean, maybe maybe I'll, uh, I'll regret saying this, but like he's like so old. I'm like, how how like funny can you be or, or how much like creative input can you have in a comedy thing when you're like, how old is he like in the 70s? Yeah, I think so. I feel like, I don't know, I have it in my head that like 70 year olds are sort of like kind of quiet and they kind of look off into the distance and yeah, you know, they don't want to do this. The, the muscles in their jaw are slow, so they sort of speak slowly. I don't know. I'm like, can they, is he like, is he like getting his hands in the kind of getting his hands in it or is he just, what's he doing? Yeah. Well, I'll say one more thing that's in the article that speaks to that. Uh, Colin talked about how he's learned as head writer that like, if um, Lauren doesn't want a sketch to be in the show because he doesn't like it, that um, 
Colin shouldn't really like vouch for it and try to get it in against his will because a lot of times Lauren will be really angry if he doesn't like the sketch and then if, if the sketch is in the show and he still really doesn't like it he'll be angry and uh, he can be angry enough sometimes that he'll like just fire that writer at the end of the season like resenting well, no, no. them over that so when, one so thing. When, when Julio Torres wrote, wrote the, the sketch about how um, the Avatar movie has the papyrus font so funny did Lauren yeah. Michaels read that and go did he even understand what they are? Really, <laughs> this is, really good. This is great. This is really good. I don't it know. Is, yes. And that is really good. Story someone told me about a dresser sword. Kyle Mooney was doing a character and Lauren leaned over to the cast member sitting next to him in the bleachers and was like, is this funny? And the guy said, yeah, it's funny. And Lauren nodded and said, okay, it's funny. Yeah, I feel like when you're that I old, you're that. like, I don't know. Maybe there's like a whole, a whole mess of things I like I'm not picking up on that are happening in Kyle Mooney's performance. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It makes me think of um, my roommate Peter's dad a couple of years ago. I think um, they were just in some kind of really sincere conversation about like advice from a father to a son. And he just said, you know, all these years and I have like absolutely no advice to give you. I don't know what you should do. Like I from my life experience, there's nothing I'm totally sure of that I think you should um, listen to necessarily. And I just thought that was so um, no one really says that. And I appreciate that. And Lauren seems to be sort of the opposite. You know, he really thinks he knows something true that will like totally. always be true. And so he should always be in this position. And that's like unbelievable. Yeah. Well, pa my friend Patrick is reading this like 15th century uh, Zen Buddhist book. And in it, there's this little anecdote where he, the writer says like, no one likes an old person who like thinks that they have all these answers and a lot to say like and he's like even if you're old and and have a lot to say you should it's okay to just pretend like you don't know anything and just, <laughs> and just go hmm i don't know yeah and now people like that a lot more <laughs> absolutely did you did you um did you see that video on youtube that just went viral and it's called an old man's advice it had like five million views no i haven't watched it but the but the the Thumbnail picture is just this old man looking at his computer. He's like, and it's just called an old man's advice. <laughs> Would you guys want to see a bit of that? See I'd what like that's to see about? A bit of that. Yeah. yeah, it went mega viral. Like it just had a bajillion views. It, it got suggested to me. Let's see. What is this about? An old man's advice. Will what could be it even be? For the podcast um, listeners later to listen to it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, actually. That's the bigger problem. Uh, well, man's... I watch it on the screen. I'm watching the Twitch, and I'm seeing... Oh, yeah, watch it on the Twitch, comments. precisely. Yeah. 2.1 million views. Wait, hold on. There's, like, more than... Oh, they're old. These are old. And then there's the old man's advice. Wait, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna put the... I'm gonna put the image of what I'm looking at on the screen. Because there's, re there's reaction videos, too. Damn, we could be a reaction video. Oh, that's true. Very true. You think you couldn't be a reaction video ever, and then one day man, you find you are man. one. Here you are. He is cute. You see him? Mm -hmm. Okay, wait. There's like more than one old man's advice. Does that mess stuff up for the for what we're saying? Wait, there's a full playlist of <laughs> old man's advice. Oh no, Damn. sorry. No, no, no. It looks to me like there's two old man's advice. Uh, Kyle says that also got served to me this week. I think that's so funny how like a trend starts where like suddenly I know who Flo Millie is. She must have been working for many years to become a who's famous Flo person. Millie? I have She's no clue. just like uh, a wonderful rapper singer who's like 20 years old who suddenly um, Jabuki tweeted just like Flo Millie or something just like her name. And then I started seeing her name everywhere. And I was like, I guess I'm a fan now of this music. And I listen to it and I love it. Huh. Yeah. Simple as that. 
So, so in one old man's advice, his beard is shaggy and he's wearing glasses and he's kind of well lit. And that's the more recent one. But in the older one, he has kind of a, a more... Um, Let's go kind to the of, one with the most views. Yes, that, that probably has the best old man's advice. <laughs> you should listen to the first Outcast album. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm going to turn the sound on on the Twitch and listen to it. Even though I know Oh, you're going to be like a little bit late, though. Uh, I guess that's yeah. fine. Let's play this guy. What's this old man's advice? Good morning. <clears throat> I made a video not too long ago called An Old Man's Advice. Wow. Looking at me, it looks like I need to trim my beard a little bit. Well, he's referring but to I the old, old man's advice that he did. Several requests. There's like a plotting dog in the video. Continue on with that, and so I've decided to share a little bit about myself and my life and my hardships. Damn, Felipe, he is talking exactly the way you described an old man talk. With you. You know, this, this world today is tough. It's tough for young people. It's tough for people. Oh, he's empathetic. For years, have had jobs and security. This guy's doing it up. Made good money and been able to take care of. Oh, well, I, I, I think I think I think he's got a sun. He's got one of those sun discs. Because <laughs> the light's like really like soft and nice on his face. Yeah. Overseas <laughs> to improve the bottom line of. Big this guy's a little performative to me. And I thought like I'd he's really doing it up. Myself. I, yeah. Jobs jobs are shipped overseas. Is he I quit Is he a Trump guy or a Bernie guy? Um, Bernie guy. You think so? I I I choose to think so in absence of evidence pointing one way or another. I choose. <laughs> yeah, this guy's Black Lives Matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It makes me think about why the character Ron Swanson has never spoken to me. Um <laughs> I don't like him. Uh, I don't know if we can watch all of all of his advice because he's starting. He, he started. Gotten to it. No, yeah, he hasn't gotten to his advice. He's telling what, a story what, first. What I was saying, Felipe, when I was muted, is that he's talking exactly the way you described an old man talk when you were doing an impression of Lauren Michaels. Mm. <laughs> he yeah, talks well, slowly and yeah, pensively. slowly, kind of yes, anti, a kind of anti comedy, you might say. I don't know if this man has any understanding of what would be funny or what would not be. Well, I think, you know, I think without trying, just the thumbnail is funny. Just just his his old face, and then it's called an old man's advice, and then 2.1 yes. million views. He couldn't have planned a funnier bit. I mean... That's comedy, yeah. He, he That's couldn't, true. He could not predict that it would get 2.1 million views, but it's hilarious. Yeah. Do you think he has his own YouTube page, or he's using his, like, grandsons? Bernard Albertson. Let's check it out. I mean, I kind of feel like we should at some point watch the old man's advice and say what we think about it. Let's do it on the next one. Okay, wait. So he like, later on, he trimmed his beard. He did a video called Together with God. And he trimmed his beard and he looks a lot less authoritative. Like, I wouldn't want to take advice from this new old man. Hmm. It's interesting to me. This is how I feel about watching TikToks. And mostly I watch TikTok via Brooke Elliott, who's a comedian, uh, her Instagram page. Yeah, she puts um, on good TikToks. She finds really good TikToks. I don't know how she does it or how that really functions. And if you find weird ones, if TikTok sends you more weird ones or like what goes on, but she really finds good ones. And the people on them are like such freaks, you know, which I mean in a, in a nice way. They're like so funny and, and weird. 
Um, and it's hard to tell the degree of like self-awareness of those people, but I think they're extremely self-aware because they know that the combination of like their specific kind of freakness with like the thing they're doing, the duet they've chosen to participate in, like really plays. And I can't tell if it's just random chance of like, there's a lot of freaks in this world just doing silly things or like, do people really get the way the world sees them now because of the internet? You like, think is so? Old man? I think their charm is precisely that they're like they doing they're doing what they really think is cool and they're just and they're weird and that's why and why it's, and that's why it's like genuine, you know? Yeah, I suppose so. But I can't help but think like, oh no, but they also know like it's funny because of this. Like when you see a really old person doing something really young, you're like, they know it's funny because they're old, right? Like <laughs> they don't just want to like duet to the 100 gags. I, I think yeah. that's true, but those people, but what about those people that do those, uh, like, um, they turn into a bad boy? Did you see mm, that video that was like, yes. looks can be deceiving, and it starts out, and it's like a guy on like a big chopper motorcycle, and then he like puts his hand on the screen, and he draws it back, and he's in a suit, right? And you're like, mm -hmm. okay, this guy wears a suit, and then he pulls back, and you see his Donald Trump security detail. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, He's, there's like a song playing and he's like check it out i i've already seen tiktoks that are like the equivalent of like male weird twitter voices like i saw someone posted a tiktok of a guy who was like in his like early 30s and he was like me before i started like having sex with women and he's like in this nerdy little button-up polo shirt and then he's like me afterwards and he like pulls his hand away from the camera and he's in like the joker makeup <laughs> and i was like oh this guy is on the internet a lot and he's like he he's like trying to be a, a freak He's trying to be cringy. Yeah. But that's that funny. works for me too. Yeah, that's funny. funny. Yeah. It is funny, but it's like all things are funny. That guy know that guy's in the know of he's in control of what's funny. It's yeah. true. We're getting a comment. Sam, you see you without the shirt, you're like the after. You're like the before Sam in a shirt. After Sam, no shirt in his room. <laughs> that's you you're the bad boy in the after right now. Wow, sick. Wait, what's the after? Like that's right when now, you become you're the not bad wearing a shirt. Boy. Yeah, because you're not wearing a shirt. Get it? Like, no. if you were wearing a shirt, that would be the good boy. And now you're the after because you're not wearing oh, a shirt, you're a bad boy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's yeah, funny. Felipe's got to put his fa his face to the ca his hand yeah. to the camera. It turns away as me. The, Felipe, the way you've organized the old man, he looks like he's part of the podcast. Really he's in a Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. Uh, I love that. He's on Reason, man. Yeah. yeah, totally. Wait, let's yeah. let's hear let's hear where he's at right now. Hmm. He has a website. Aw. Oh. Hmm. Just the, well, I mean, I know he had a hard, he came up hard, but he's now doing, he's doing the internet clout game. It's true. He's got a yeah. site. He's got, he's got 186k subscribers. He's on that daily grind. Yeah. He's going to be plugging like, um, uh, you know, blue chew or something. No, check enough. this one out. This one end times implanted microchip chips falling away in the mark of the beast. Wait, the wise old him? man didn't make that. Right. No, yes, he did. This is one of his uploads. Uh, Defeated uh, Israel, no. England, United States. No. The yes. Battle of Jezreel, Armageddon. Yes. Damn. I thought he was just I thought he was just a nice old man to take advice from, but 
Now I'm seeing his true colors. Oh man. He's trying to download something inside of us. Freaky. Can enable. I think he's just a religious dude. An old Damn. man's advice. Yeah, like the a wise old man in the United States is just like a guy who thinks like <laughs> uh, like aliens built the pyramids and that Jews run like Silicon Valley. <laughs> That's what it takes to be a wise old guy in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um I feel like in America in the U.S. you can be this kind of cool combination of being really old and also counterculture. You know what I'm talking about? Kind of like Willie mm. Nelson. You can be oh, yeah. old. Live yeah. in like a little trailer or like a little house, and or, or like a geodesic dome that you built yeah. in the desert. You yeah, know? part yeah. of the wall of moms. Yeah, <laughs> totally. yeah. yeah. Do you think that doesn't yeah. exist in other countries? I don't know. I'm trying to think what the equivalent would be like in Argentina. I think in other countries, aren't old people allowed to like really do whatever they want, and everyone else is obligated to support them to the fullest extent of their ability? Yeah, maybe it's, that, maybe it's because in America we just cast out our old people into the wilderness, they and so they, they just like do mavericks. drugs. Yeah, yeah. yeah or the if they do anything to resist, it's really remarkable. Yeah, right. Whereas yeah. in like Italy, if you're 80, you're like in living your best years. Like, yeah, you can go into any public space. Right. You in, want. in Italy, yes. if you're 80, yeah. you're just standing in the you're just sitting in the corner of the family kitchen all day long. The TV is on all day long. And if you start talking about microchips, you know, your 14 year old kids are like, Grandma, what the fuck are you talking about? Yes, but the grandchildren are tasked with filling out all of your visions and ideas, whatever they may be. I really think. Yeah. Right. T totally. Totally. And having to support you and going to work and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah and in America, yeah. they're just like, you're go, you're going to, you're either going to find your own place or go to an old folks home. And so then they start. <laughs> Get in start, line, yeah. And then they start making their own websites about <laughs> about the time cube. <laughs> <laughs> but when they're with their families, they act normal. <laughs> I always think it's really amazing the gall of some old people to be acting so like rude and difficult with their families when like they are so dependent. You know, in America, an old person is the most vulnerable. You know, they are not cared for, totally unsupported. Like you should be sweet. I'd be acting sweet if I was eighty five. Oh, you think you think that you think that. Old people in America are like they don't have any leverage. They have no leverage. Yeah, and it's so hard <laughs> to survive. You don't survive. have any leverage, old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to be nice to me. Yeah, except for the sad. one time every four years when they decide who the president is going that's to be. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's how they get us. This is how yeah. they win. Yeah. Yeah. They punish us. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, they go out to vote. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, well, I hope I hope that uh, I hope that whatever is going to happen now with coronavirus, we do a kind of a switch on how we treat old people just in time for when we're old. Yes, really. Yeah, I was thinking this about what we're going to do with all the kids that need to go back to school in the fall. Have you heard what New York City plans to do? No. <laughs> what do they plan to do? <laughs> Tell us. They plan to have school three days a week, which is like Not already just I sort mean, of. What? You think that's bad? That's kind of cool. It's like summer all, all year long. It is cool. Is like summer awesome. all day long. It's yeah. a, the perfect labor switch. We should be weekending way more than we should be working. Absolutely. Like, yes. Of course. Absolutely. Yes. But at the same time, it makes like absolutely no sense. Like if you're going to have the thousand kids be in the building together for one day, you can have them in for the five. Like uh, how much is it going to like decrease the virality that they're only there for three days instead of five? I don't think it really scans. But then the, the thing that's really kind of fucked up about it, people have a problem with is that it's optional. Um, and you can just have your kids like stay home and do uh, internet school uh, if you prefer. And so it's projected to be like 
all of the rich kids and all the white kids will be like kept at home with their nannies and babysitters and they'll do the online school and all of the like poor kids and right. uh, communities of color, their kids will go to school because their parents have to go to work. Um, so then they, they all get sick, uh, which is bad. Yeah, sure, that does Damn. suck. School. Yeah. A previously equalizing institution has now been made unequal. Unbelievable. What effects will this yes. have on the American democracy? Oh, no, yeah. There will be no coming back from this. Yeah, Black but this is kids what I and think. white kids used to have it start at exactly the same place before yeah. COVID. <laughs> the same school systems, the same experiences, and now no more. Yeah. Well, I think this, I think that... um. There's so many unemployed millennials and people of all ages who could, in yeah. a functioning society, be assigned each one or two pupils, and we can just teach them what we know and continue to be paid by the government for yeah. our unemployment. I mean, I would love to have two kids over here, and I teach them about how to think, talk about how they feel, you know, ways of yeah. writing your feelings into a story um, or something useful. Yeah. They just become a mom. Yeah. <laughs> I would want two kids too, and I hope my two kids would be friends with your two kids, Sarah, so that we could hang out. Yeah, that would be cool. I would we, get, we get two we get two little kids in the apartment. Me, you, Will, two little kids. We put them, we put them in comedy videos. We kind of we hang out. Yeah. We give them beer. Yeah, oh, you can teach yeah. them about the dialectic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would teach yeah. them how to torrent pornography. <laughs> Why not? I could teach them how to work out. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. You're just like, all right, my, this, just until this, this, this winter, I'm just going to get this kid as big as possible, like as strong as possible. <laughs> Two kids are going to get torqued yeah. and then they're going to eat your kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's scary. I don't like to think of that. <laughs> um, yeah. In my town, in my town, they're going back to school, apparently. And apparently they're going back to school. Damn, that's an old video. But every time I say apparently, I do want to say it that way. Um, but they're going back to school <laughs> in West Hartford. And I was talking to my mom. I was like, do you think that that's OK? And she was like, she was like, well, you know, because it's kind of a, you know, the, it's like a wealthy town. And, the, you know, the, the, the school system's like a huge part of the. I don't know. It's like a huge part of why people are there. So she's like, as you can imagine, they're doing it very safely. Like you wouldn't believe how many reasons, how much money they've put into going opening safely. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I wonder, yeah. I wonder what that actually means. Well, my friend, Middle Hannah. detectors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 National, national guardsmen in every classroom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I heard from Wait. my friend Hannah, who went to Germantown Friends School. I think this is the school she's talking about, which is like a fancy uh, Quaker school in Philadelphia, private school, um, that all the students will be returning to school, but it will just be one to two students per teacher. Essentially, the idea I just said, only Whoa. they will be paying a staff so that there's one to two students per teacher, which is just unbelievable, like to speak to the joke that Sam just made of like, you thought there was like a disparity before in like education between, you know, people who are rich and poor. Like now you can only imagine like those kids are going to get super pumped up, educated, like extreme in all this time while the other kids are going to. Yeah, that's like having yeah. a, like a like a um, a governess. Yeah, teaches you French, teaching them and French like... and heart and Latin and harpsichord. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, cool. there's all these ways in which the cookie could crumble in such a way that, like, 
you know, COVID and uh, the U.S. population getting older, going back to old people for a second, you know, like it could all lead us towards the path of socialism. But I just I just don't know if that's going to happen. You know, I'm, I'm I, I I I think probably not. Well, listen to this. The bus is free now in New York because they couldn't figure out how to keep the bus driver safe and how to get the money machine, you know, like they couldn't oh, move the money machine away. So you go in through the back door and you just don't pay because they couldn't figure it out. So I feel like if we're going to move towards socialism, it'll be more through those means, like right. total dysfunction yes. leading to like accidental. <laughs> well, I was liberty. kind of afraid of the opposite thing, which was that like public transport was going to get like totally fucked because people aren't going to want to use it as much. Yeah. I mean, I guess there are people who have to use it, who have no choice, but like, I don't know. I, I was kind of hoping that we were headed in a in a more public transport, less single use, single occupancy car. But mm. I feel like we might not be moving in that direction. We might not be. I just think it's funny. It's such a sort of easily solved problem. Like you just hire another person who stands at the back door, who takes the money. But I guess sort of the the mandate of the money machine with the people is not that strong. People already sort of barely. It's a thin line like that make people want to pay for the bus fare. So like take away the machine, and they're not gonna put the hard through it yeah well who do you who would you trust more to take your money a little robot or a big buff guy <laughs> <laughs> oh shit mm. want to become famous buy followers primes and views on bigfollows.com okay yeah do i kind of want to yeah let's do, do that whoa well that's cool i'm so that's cool that they found us here we do want to become famous thanks, that's part of why we're doing the podcast let's find exactly. out what happens <laughs> Followers. We want to have the podcast so that if we do become famous, we'll have all these hours of information about us that will be used to eventually. I got to get this on the OBS. It was also cool because the bus was also sort of already free sometimes. If you kind of right. got if stressed you, like, out up there, phrase, they would be yeah, like, you confused. <laughs> you would say, like, yeah, all right, all right, fuck yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny. I, I, f I fucked this up and the chat disappeared from the screen. Oh, you guys shit. keep going. I'll figure this shit. out. Wow, the chat. <laughs> wow, that's Julia sucks. says, "Should I click these?" Yes, Julia. If, <laughs> if you want more work. followers, yeah. you're trying um, to get more followers, then absolutely. Yeah, I wonder. I'm trying to think of another thing that could go the way of the New York City public bu bus system. Um, the Museum of Sex. Yeah, the, nice. Yeah, they make the Museum of Sex free. Because they can't figure out how to get people how to get people to, to have sex. <laughs> have you been to the Museum of Sex? I haven't. I haven't. I know all about it. Those ads are everywhere of just like I the know. boobs that yeah. are made of beach balls and stuff. I'm like, what can I learn from that? I don't understand what I learned from that. I'll look. I'll take a look if I ever get the chance. But I don't know what I'll learn. From Honestly, that. my takeaway was that it was small, and the most interesting thing was the um, the uh, gift shop. It has cool books. All right. Well, that this is a funny thing about Felipe that I remember Sarah saying that like you really like being in a bookstore and like looking at different books and get really interested suddenly in reading new things. So I can imagine you enjoying being in a gift shop. Do other people don't? And do other people not enjoy that? Eh, I don't know. A museum gift shop full of books, maybe. I, guess I love maybe that. Spend Especially art museums it. and in the Museum of Sex, you know, mm -hmm. sex people, sex. Yeah. You you do the math. <laughs> you do the when math. I go into a gift shop, I just like looking at the um the the like fake little samurai swords that they have. 
Edie says, I got horny, or I I think weird pee woman is Edie. Tell me if I'm wrong, listener. I'm sorry if I made that <laughs> assumption. Um, I got horny from aphrodisiac chocolate in the basement. <laughs> nice. Um, that's cool. Pool boy says, I've been, they had an exhibit of Sam Stewart's Polaroids a long time ago. I don't know what that is. What is that? They had what I actually I did like one other thing, which was uh, uh, an exhibit about like disco culture in uh, in Manhattan. I guess. What is it? What was what was that scene? Was it disco culture? Lower East Side? Uh, is that a different era? You know, like disco I had to go look over my subcultures and their corresponding eras. Yeah, no idea. Um, well, it, it was, was by small. the Statue of Liberty. It was by. Yeah, I think that's where the discos were. <laughs> the Statue of Liberty. Um, but it was good. It was nice. And then the rest. Oh, there was some like VR stuff that I people were lining up for it. And I was like, I don't need to see this. <laughs> I don't need to see that. We did see VR porn, though, right, Sam? Y- yes, 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 yes. It was um, not sexy in my experience. Did we talk oh, about this right. already on the stream? I can't remember if it was no, on the I- stream or we talked about it in real life, which is, is a bummer. Well, stop us because I like it because it was kind of funny. Uh, let me think for 10 seconds. Uh, I don't think we talked about it on the stream. I think we talked about it in real life. We were on a trip and a friend of ours had a Oculus. And so we were like, yeah, let's see what it looks like. Let's see what porn looks like. And there was, it was terrifying. Well, there was one where you're like out, you're not, it's not point of view. You're just looking at two people. And that was scary. They were just like, you were like in the room, but they didn't see you. I, you felt like a ghost. That's cool. Um, but then the what was funny about the point of view one was that like you could look around and you could look down at your body because um, I guess the person who was having sex was holding the camera. But clearly they were holding the camera a little bit above their head because when you looked down at your dick. It felt it was like really far away. it was really far away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were like a giraffe. Whoa. <laughs> That's yes. freaky. And you were in this like really grim, grim room that they had decked out to make look like a birthday party. Oh, yeah. But it, it was, was like weird. all fluorescently lit and there was no windows. And I was like, this was filmed in like a bunker. <laughs> well, we picked a weird one, too. I think we could have picked a better one. The, yeah, it was like a strange... It was maybe Japanese or something. Mm-hmm. No, the the body of the guy was like he was kind of skinny too, right? Yeah, and that I fucking hate that. <laughs> that takes me right out of it. Yeah, Julia said that they give you an alpha body, but now you just answered that. Yeah, it's, a no it's chin loser. <laughs> I want to have a huge stomach that I can't yeah. see my dick over. <laughs> I'm an absolute balloon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy moly. Man, let me tell you guys, taking this shirt off has really paid off because it's now hot in my room. My well, you can. Yeah. I've I've had my AC on. You can turn yours on. I could hear mine in the last app. Oh shit! Maybe I'll be able to hear mine in the last um, in this app. I was gonna What's say up? this about. What's up, Sarah? What's up? <laughs> what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I, I, it's it's hard. It's beginning to become hard to keep track of what we talked about on the podcast when we talked about real life. I think I've talked about how much I like the Avatar ride at Disney World fully twice, like fully described the ride and how much it costs and what the experience is like. Really? And that just like to me is like a funny, stupid like that. Why would I? Why would I even say that once? It was like <laughs> sort of barely passingly interesting. Um, say it twice is just do you sweet, have, weird. Do you have sex in it? 
No. <laughs> you, yeah, I'm not going to explain it fucking again, Sam. I already told it you twice okay. what it is. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of we're kind of reaching the point where I can't remember what we've talked about before. Yeah. <laughs> Let's well, check in this. in our guy. Let's check in on the wise Let's guy. Check in with, with <laughs> Damn, he's still going. Wow. Hmm. I like that I, thing I, that I, old men do where they're they're like they talk and then they go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's true. I don't and know what that's facial about. Facial hair, it's it's helpful. The have you guys ever sent porn that you've been watching, like your favorite porn or porn you like to someone else for them to watch? No. I was thinking about saying this a few minutes ago, but I was like, ah, maybe I don't want to go on about how I don't really watch porn. But what keeps me from watching porn is fear of the website interfaces. There's something about the like websites that I'm like, I don't like the website. They are and kind some, of aggressive. They're like dark yeah. and scary. Yeah. And they just yeah. remind me of like being on the Internet when I was a kid in like the early 2000s. And you never know when you're going to be on like a virus website and your parents mm-hmm. are going to like get extremely mad at you when yeah, you when you do that. And so it just like brings me to this like I, it doesn't even have to do with the sex. It's just like the website. I don't like this user interface. And somebody yesterday or a couple of days ago, my friend Hannah sent me like uh, ethical porn website that she pays for. Uh, and I was like, I'd probably be more comfortable with it, like watching porn all the time if I just like had this account and I watched it on here. So what was it like? What was the ethical porn website like? Um, fuck. I wonder if I can think of what the name is and we can look at it. Uh, it was like made by a woman. Can we look all, at it all... if I don't have an account? Yeah, I think you can get a free video. And also you can just like look at the menu of all the different videos well, that are on there and kind of get I, a sense. Does it have nudity like in thumbnails? Because I probably can't do that on the on the stream. Yeah, it has nudity in the thumbnails. Oh, then we, we probably can't do, can't that, do that. What are these restrictions on the stream? That's I mean, just, I don't, I don't know for, of... I don't know for a fact, but I'd be surprised if Twitch let you show porn. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't show porn on Twitch. Yeah. All right. Well, could you describe it at least, like how it was different? Yeah, I kind of want to pull it up. I just um, texted Hannah and said, "What's that porn site?" But Sam, you say your anecdote of why you asked us this question of who you sent porn to to watch, um, and then I'll. We'll come oh, back to me. I, I made a kind of passing passing comment to my friend Patrick today. I was like, oh, like, what have you been thinking about? What have you been reading? What kind of porn have you been watching? And he was like, he's like, you know, I can send you the porn I've been watching. He's like, that's very intimate, but I could do it. And, it, and, and huh. I was like, oh, yes, it would be kind of intimate. Like maybe... Maybe there's something, there's some line being crossed or some sort of thing about yourself that you would be reluctant to reveal if you like sent like your favorite porn video or, or, or just a porn video you like can to, I, to can someone Can I ask else. you, Sam, did you really say, hey, Patrick, what are you reading? What porn are you watching? Like, did you really ask that string of questions? Yeah, well, I did. Because my friend Willie asked me precisely that, uh, that question in that order. And I was like, oh, that's funny to include both those things really gives you a breadth of what the person wants you or is like willing to hear about, you know, like, do you feel like, do you feel like the, when, kind of the high and the low, do you feel like when you watch porn, you're watching, like you're like on a, on a sort of tip where you're like, right now I'm exploring this. Hmm. No, hmm. not really sometimes, but not, I feel like not a lot really. of people have that relationship with porn where they're like looking into a different thing into a different world. Yeah. Yeah. Sub, sub I, I came very late to porn watching in my life and I don't 
I don't think I'm in like an advanced user by any means. Really? Mm. Yeah. I'm surprised. I feel like you'd be Mr. Too Damn Porn. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't really like watching porn that much. I definitely don't like watching it before I go to bed. Are you joking? No, I'm not joking. <laughs> I feel like it's like eating a bunch of junk food right before you go to bed. Like it's it's awful to like masturbate to porn and then like be falling asleep and you're like, damn, that's what I ended my day with. Like there's all these like images like circulating inside of my mm. brain as I try and fall asleep. Like I'd rather have filled my brain with something else as the period to end the day. But you but you read like erotic literature and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I That's have. funny. <laughs> I, ha- I have. Uh, yeah. About like v- vampiruses and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like cheerleaders in high school. And goblins. Like, yeah. A bunch of goblins doing yeah, yeah, yeah. you. It's all Harry Potter <laughs> fan fictions. <laughs> yeah. Titanic if Rose had survived or Jack had survived. Yeah. That's cool, dude. <laughs> no, I think no, that that's very cool. I, I read, I, I read like Anais Nin, who's like. I think she's like the best version of like sort of tasteful erotica. Um, but yeah, I tried to read erotic fiction and like other like science fiction, as Susan Sontag says, it's there's a lot of bad versions of it. Mm. Um, it's a it's a genre filled with a lot of pulp. But do they do some... money shots in it or it's like more romantic and like, you know, <laughs> There's different kinds of stuff, Sarah. I'll I'll send you, you can borrow. <laughs> yeah, send it to Min. me. I think she's uh, I think she's really good. There's some stuff that definitely gets me really horny. But for a while, I think Felipe, I told you this that like for a while I I would read like erotic comics online rather than watch porn because there's something about like reading comics that was like this is more like a fantastical world that I can like. Um, explore and sort of escape to rather than like all the all the realities of porn are like oh like there's this real people here and they're in this ugly little room and it's like there's all this yeah stupid yeah yeah, yeah. And, you're, and, you're ima- and you're imagining like what that day was like or if they're really like totally, interested in totally, doing this yeah. or if they're bored yeah. or if yeah yeah i so had at this point it oh, what? Go ahead. What you I was say? gonna say the the old man reaction uh, on like oh yeah he's not happy together with God yeah. yeah this is I had I had like a period like a short period where I was like damn this is just gonna be me from now on but it went away where I was like really curious about um like porn that was like um cartoon characters like mm. well known cartoon characters like Disney characters just having sex. I found myself, I just like, I was like, I feel like with, with different stuff with like porn, you, you're like, oh, that's weird. And then you sort of start getting into it and you're like, and then you find, you're like, I'll check it out out of curiosity. And then, and then you're looking at it and, and you're into it. And then yeah, you're into dude, it. Dude. I yeah. can't believe you. Like episode two, we talked about this. I was like, do you think anybody we know, like actually likes watching like animals? No, but you were talking about like furries or something furry like stuff. that. But this is tangential or like I think close it's enough quite to different. That. It's quite different because I was looking at people. I was looking at different cartoon characters from uh, cartoon people. <laughs> like oh, Squidward like people, yeah. and SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think that that meme of like Trixie smoking a blunt and she's leaned up on like Timmy Turner. <gasps> That's is such a funny hot. picture. <laughs> that is such a funny picture. Let me see if I can find yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, shit's funny. Let me see if I can find that image. So Sarah, if you if you 
tra- trafficked uh, like on a porn website that was like like a sleek like Starbucks style website, you know? Yeah, like, like Squarespace. Yeah, exactly. Minimalist website, a lot of white, bright colors. You know, a beautiful drop-down menu. That would be okay. You could watch people having sex that in that okay. context. Yeah, in that yeah. context, I think I could. There's something about like, and I think the ads, the like freaky ads on porn websites are usually pretty hot and like weird. Like the stuff they're trying to get you into to click on is usually yeah. perverse to a degree that I'm like, okay, I'm kind of. Well, actually, that's what I was going to say is the worst part <laughs> is that like because they want to get your attention, they always put like the most violent stuff yes. and they speed it up. So it's like really fast and really yes. violent. Totally. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's just something in engaging with the, the website interface around just like, I don't think I'm supposed to be on this website. I think something's going to happen to my computer and like yeah. someone's going to get mad at me. They're going to email my boss and like all my contacts and my Gmail and stuff. Like, I just can't deal with that. Damn, um, this picture is so funny. Timmy, Timmy, Turner, Timmy Turner has a gun. <laughs> Trixie, yeah. you can see her ass and she's smoking a blunt. And Cosmo yeah. is a bong and Wanda is like a yes. thing of perfume. I think that's like uh, gin or something. But oh, is that? Oh, is like it? A, is it like tequila? Is like it like? Pa- oh, maybe tequila. it's like Patron. Yeah. That, yeah oh, I thought true. yes, it's Patron. I think <laughs> she's a bottle of perfume. Yeah, I don't know. It's like you know, she <laughs> wants to smell good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who's he gonna shoot? Who's Timmy Turner gonna shoot? I don't Mr. know. Mr. Crocker, the president. Mr. Crocker. Oh, I forgot Mr. Crocker. Yeah, that, that guy's fucked up. He's gonna shoot Mr. Crocker. Who do you think the vice president's going to be? It does look like he's going to shoot her. I don't know who the vice president's going to be, dude. I don't know, dude. But I'll say this. This is what I Donald do know. Trump. I saw um, Felipe posted the cartoon that he made for Joe Pera on Instagram, and someone used to have a crush on liked it. And I was like, oh, Someone cool. you used you to have that? a crush no, on you used like, to, that you used to. With the eyes? Like your have? post. Yes, like your post. And I saw it, and I wanted to text you about wait, it, but I had already texted you so much that day I'm, that I was like, wait, can I you, can't text Can me. you text me who it is? So I, I'll text you who it is. you text me who it yeah. is, too? I'm going to DM you the profile. I have no clue, because I, I, really like, I really kind of comb through my likes, but... Hmm. hmm. Uh, well, maybe Instagram it was or Twitter? I on Instagram, brother. Cosmo okay. wanted to look like they approve of Timmy shoot. I know it looks like he's. I don't think he's about to shoot her. I think he looks like he's protective of her, and he's like, and he's thinking about some yeah, someone I think else he's, he's going to shoot. His gun. I think he's no. He's his he's gun, he's, no. he's he's um. What's that called? Cocking it or fucking? What's that called? Oh, okay. sound off in the comments. What's that called? Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, I don't know. No, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of over that person. I'm kind of over. You're that over person. it. Yeah. Weird. All right. Well, I saw it and I wanted to be like, yeah, sick, dude. But then I thought, like, <laughs> I got to stop win. texting Felipe. I got to get That's my own post. I got to get my own crush. I, I got to get my that. own, like, yeah. That's sweet. That's <laughs> so I left sweet. you alone. But yeah. Um, yeah. No, Felipe. What I've learned about Felipe is he can kind of go through an entire relationship with someone in his in head. In my mind? Yeah, the whole life cool. cycle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, man, it's great. It saves you some time for sure. Well, it's like, just, you know when, you know when like climate scientists run models of climate change, what it's going to look like? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, my brain is like running models and I'm like doing, yeah. I'm doing like trees of possibilities and... Oh, damn. If I date that girl, all of Bangladesh will be underwater. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember when you first, you told me you had a crush on her. She was like uh, on her stories talking about like, 
Wait, no, now reviews. you just said too many uh, details. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's so vague. That's so vague. That's so vague. Who's that? Who's that? No one would know who that is. But sound off in the comments if you know who I'm talking about. I feel like about, you gave too many details. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wanted but what's to your, but what's your point? Now that you've said it, what's your point? That I remember that you liked this person because you wanted to DM them and be like, is this about me? Are you talking about me? And I just oh, thought that, that was funny. I do want to clarify <laughs> that I didn't That's think it was so about funny. me. I didn't think it was about me. I was joking. <laughs> I thought it would be funny to say that. I didn't think it was and, about me. And I thought it would have been funny to say that. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't worth it. Everybody knows who no, it is. No, okay. But he's over it. He's over it. He said he didn't care. Yeah. I think I think that I think that anytime someone subtweets and then you when being like, is this about me? That's maybe one of the funniest <laughs> yeah, things is, you can do. It is. I'm so sorry. If it is, I'm sorry. If it is about me, I'm sorry. If it isn't, okay. <laughs> uh. Um Yeah, but that was a big that was a big uh that was a big slam dunk with the Joe Perry animation. People like that. I liked it too. I was kind of surprised. Like, you know, I watched that shit and I sent you my thoughts about it. And then you said that you hadn't even rewatched it in the years since you've like worked on it. And I was like, what are you talking about, dude? Like if I made a cartoon for Joe Perry, it would be such a dream come true. I would watch it 50 times just sort of like jerking <sighs> off to like how happy I was well, that this had happened. Sarah, you don't understand that when you make a cartoon, you watch the same 20 seconds, maybe a million times. Like, um, I watched it so many times while I was making it. And then I was just on a walk and my friend Kyle, who's in the in the chat, he was like, hey, I just saw a video on Twitter and it looked like you made it and I was going to text you about it. And I watched it all the way through. And then it said that you had worked on it. Um, so then I posted about Aww, it, but Kyle I was so I was sweet. on a walk. So I like I didn't watch it again. Mm. And I watched it later and it was nice. I actually like remembered all the stuff I did. And it was more than I thought. I did quite a bit of that. I did quite a bit of the animation on that video. Um, wow. But. Um, uh, How long is the whole thing? It's like three minutes. Although there is one part where I had I had the guy there's you'll see it. Uh, maybe I'll just pull it up to just show what it is. But um, Joe, Kara, Joseph. Um, there's like a there's like a scene where this character is running and. I I drew it so shit that I could see in the finalized. I was like, oh, Joe Bennett went ahead and drew his own version of that because I really <laughs> fucked that uh. up. Wait, I'm looking for the thing so you guys can kind of you guys can kind of keep, we keep can the do momentum going. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. I was gonna say I I I think Felipe, it'd be fun for you to talk about what your sort of theories behind what makes like good acting on animations because i think it's i think it's powerful and and like a good lesson for anyone who's like interested in performing um maybe i'll start and then you can fill it in but like a one i've recently tr start started trying to animate and one thing felipe said that's really stuck with me is is he was like oh it's really like less is more in the sense that like when you first start to animate i think you can really get caught up in having everybody and everything like move too much um and it's really quite funny to just choose like one big movement that a character does and have their have those movements be really intentional and minimal and it makes everything the person says like 10 times funnier mm. <sighs> yeah you kind of you kind of mm. said it. i mean i i i learned a lot from this guy joseph bennett who i did the animation uh kind of for and I think 
the lessons I took from him. Wait, let me find. Okay, found the cartoon. I'm just going to play it on silent. Just the lessons I learned from him were like. Just from watching his stuff, because basically I found I found his stuff on Vimeo and I thought it was really good and I watched it a million times. And then when I made my junior year movie, I basically like try to imitate his style as best as I could. And then when I was done, I sent it to him and he really and he thought I imitated his style well. So he was like, oh, I could nice. maybe get you um, like um, assisting me, like just just doing animation on my on my films because you kind of get the thing I'm going for. But basically, it's just this kind of I don't know. It's like keenly observed acting like the characters just like having them be deadpan or trying to do things that feel really realistic. I think I think what's like interest cartoons can do a thing that acting in real life can't do which is that you can go really big and crazy and like spongebob does that really well like they have really funny facial expressions but there's something really surprising when cartoons are understated and they like don't move mm. their face or they moved like just a little bit um mm, like king of the hill king of the hill is like that um and and when cartoons do human faces, it's like doubly funny because it looks it's like when like a little kid does an adult expression. Uh, you know what I mean? When like a little kid imitates an adult, um, it has this really kind of uncanny feeling. And so that's kind of what I've aspired to is this like relatively like small um, animation acting. Sometimes I want to try something else. Like I'd like to try bigger stuff because I don't know. I don't want to like get complacent in this in this one way of doing it but mm. there was one last thing i was going to say about it that i think is worth while but i'm trying to think what it was oh well, that, that it's something that kind of i later i it was later um like corroborated when we were doing clowning which is like if you keep your body totally still anything you do like and then you move one part of your body all of the attention goes there so, and i think and i think it's kind of a lesson about being really economical and not not overdoing things and not trying to do everything at once and and knowing yeah. that you can make someone laugh or you can make something effective just by it being like um uh what do you call it you can emphasize something just by not moving right before it so if you're perfectly still and you move just a little bit it becomes way more impactful um, than if you're like moving a lot and everything is moving at the same time. So mm. I think that clowning shares that with with the kind of animation that I like to do. That's interesting because I feel like um, I read sort of minimalism in a cartoon as being kind of like a low budget thing. I'm like, oh, they didn't have enough animators to like make them move fluidly like people move in real life all the time. Um, so they just have the characters move like whatever the smallest amount is necessary and like have the background be totally like unchanging and like that's just because that's that was the budget they had for it well that's interesting because <laughs> they do that in like they do that in anime for instance um and then like 80s saturday morning cartoons um imitated that which is mm. first of all reusing stuff but having like like mediums on people like bust up in the head and then just the mouth is moving and that's a way that is a way of cutting costs and I think that it's true. I think it is like you work less and that is a good thing about it. But I also think that um, there is a way of being economical about the movement without it being cheap. Like you can, if you watch this cartoon, for instance, I would say that even though the characters don't move a lot, 
there's a lot of like thought put into the little movements they have. And there are like in between drawings and there's like a fluidity to it. I don't I don't think it looks like um, just done to, to cut corners, you know? I agree. Yeah. Well, like watching the, the Joe Para one or um, I haven't seen, obviously, the thing that you're animating now, but kind of looking at it as like, oh, this is very cool. Like These are artistic choices. It's not just like uh, purely maybe it comes from a tradition that's related to like saving money related to animating. But like it actually is a cool choice to make. Um, uh, something that I was going to say, though, is that I feel like I I don't really have a profound or deep interest in cartoons because I just feel so disappointed by like how so many of them look like Big Mouth. When I look at that show, I'm just like, why'd you draw them like this? You can yeah. draw literally anything in the world. Why do you draw it like this? This is boring to look at for me. Yeah. And a lot of shit looks like that Big Mouth style. I don't get it. I think that that's totally visually uninteresting. Yeah. I don't know why that's so in vogue. I don't even know how to describe what that is. It's just sort of like simplistic, childish cartoon drawing. Uh, yeah. Well, one thing that Rick and Morty did that I think that I think is like not but well, I don't think it's like good or bad. Like I think they they use it well, but now everybody's or it's it's done a lot, and I think it's it's kind of to the detriment of the cartoons. Is that Rick and Morty? The way they animate <clears throat> is they like puppet the characters, so they're mm. not like drawing. I mean, they are drawing new frames and stuff, but actually the characters are like literally like puppets. Like if you move the forearm, like it's it's all made on a computer program, and you can yeah. see that they have this really like, um, I don't know, like marionette feeling to the way they move. But mm. it has this effect where it's it's like faster to do because you don't have to like redraw a ton. But it has this effect where characters are like constantly like just flailing their arms. And if you watch Rick and Morty, there's like this constant like arms come up, arms go down like this. Like they just there's never a moment where they're still. Um, mm. So it's almost like having the ability to do so much animation ends up making these letting people kind of go overboard. I don't know. Mm. I like how South Park looks. I like how it used to be. They used to be made out of paper, and now they still try to make it look a little like they're made out of paper. I think it's cute. I think that show looks interesting, yeah. I think yeah. it's a good look. What's the name of that um, that graphic novelist who made that that book, Aileen? Aileen? Or no, it's a different Sabrina. Oh, um, Nick Dernazzo? Mm-hmm. Nick Dernazzo, I think his drawings are really good. They're also in a kind of minimalist style, but I think it's f- th- similar to what we're talking about. There's like a a lot of comedy that's achieved by like focusing in or or like devoting a panel or two to a character who's like really simply drawn, just like listening to another person talking. Yeah. Um. Or like, or like someone will say something impactful, and then the next. The next panel is just that person's face like and and their 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 eyes are just two dots and their their mouth is just a line yeah. and you can really you can really impart like whatever emotion is going on um but it's really funny it really makes for totally. something powerful I love this shit well i think that's yeah. i think that's true about acting too where like i think i think a smart thing for an actor to do is is just know the context that you know like the the like for instance if you're reacting to something just knowing that if your face is totally still and you know what the context is of what's happening your face being still might be the funniest thing you can do rather than like emoting a lot like if if you're aware that you know you your character is listening to someone be crazy and insane and you just know that you don't have to do anything with your face you can just keep it still and it's funny by itself that's funny that reminds me i I worked at a 
venture capital incubator for like six weeks. And um, I just felt so out of place here the entire time. I was like, I'm obviously not supposed to work here and this will never last. Um, and I would just be in meetings with the like CEO because it was such a small startup thing. Um, and at some point we were in some meeting and afterwards the CEO said to me like, Hey, the way you're so reactive is like too much. Like, why is this all really interesting to you? Or like, why are you reacting so That's much so to your funny. face? <laughs> Wait, and what were you doing? I was like, everything, I was like nodding my head. I was like, hmm. Like, if we were really thinking about like a problem, I was like, Hmm. You know, or someone came with an idea. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. You know, like, really like acting out all my responses because I was just so out of place that I was like, I can't act normal. I have to like dial in. I have to perform the role of. You're like Looney Tunes style. Like, <laughs> totally. Your tongue co- totally. Someone, someone's like talking about the quarter earnings and you're like. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> a, a big smokestack, yeah. like a like cloud goes right over your head. Yeah. yeah. And it was just so funny to me the way she was like, so what, this is all really interesting to you? Or like, why are you doing that? Like, it really sort of pulling back the curtain and being like, this isn't interesting. And I That's know so that. Funny. And if you act like it is, you're fake. Yeah. And it like blew my mind. And I was just like, damn, I feel like I'm in a play and I'm being told that I'm doing too much side work, like in the back. And I need to like dial it back. You think like this is interesting? What? You think, you think this is interesting? Huh? <laughs> What's so, what's so interesting about what's going on here? It's, I guess it's not interesting. Yeah. This little startup's run by this Italian yeah. guy. <laughs> well, you're, as you as you're moaning, as you laughing, what's so interesting? I said what's it's run so by a woman, you guys. Run by a woman. <laughs> CEO is a woman. Okay. Unless uh, you're eating my grandmother's Sunday pasta sauce, I don't want to see you making any hand gestures. <laughs> you understand me? Yeah. I don't want to see you kissing all the all your fingers one by one. Have you have you heard of this of this idea of the um of the Jewish conversational style? Yes. Yes. Probably from you. No, I think I heard about it from work on the documentary. Sleepy's but always you say talking about the Jewish conversational style. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, do you think that's what you have? Do you think that's why? I think I use my hands to talk an inordinate amount, and I didn't notice it until Edie pointed it out to me, and she pointed it out so frequently that now I'm self-conscious about it, that I like just do too much of this stuff, and I don't know why. I, there must be something psychological that that means. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like if someone's telling me some shit, like, I gotta act like that shit's interesting, or like, we're all humiliating ourselves in front of each other, aren't we? Like, <laughs> you're, like, boring the fuck out of me, and I'm just, like, glazed over, like, reacting sincerely to, like, the level of interest well, I have. Well, there's also like, other stuff that's, that's part of it, like, like, for instance, finishing each other's sentences is, is part of uh, the uh, JCS. The JCS. Um, yeah. Loud, loudness, I, talking loudly. I do feel like I do this thing of like, I'm not really talking to like make a point and arrive at the end of it. I'm just going to keep talking until somebody cuts me off to show me that they know what I'm talking Mm. about. Otherwise, I'll just keep going forever. Uh, And I hate when people don't cut people off. They're too respectful. I'm like, uh, then how do I know when I'm done talking if you don't start talking? Sam needs Sam needs a good silence to to rev up the wheel. To rev up the thought. Mm. Like, it's easy to make a dumb thing sound impactful and thoughtful. So, yeah, you got to put a gap in between what the last person said and what you're about to say. Sam's like (laughs) Sam's like a guy playing like bowling. When you watch him think a thought, he's like. "Mm." And then he lets it go. I feel like I'm at a disadvantage as a woman because I don't like things to be silent or things to be uncomfortable. And it motivates me to speak a lot of times. I don't have something to say. And then I say something fucking stupid. And that's why people think women are stupid because they say they talk all the time because they're just trying to make other people feel comfortable. Mm. 
man. I, so I'm yeah. not always waiting around till I have some brilliant idea to go bowling with or whatever you just fucking say. <laughs> That's true. I, I, just, That's I true. just start fucking talking. I feel yeah. like I do the same thing. Like I talk until I figure out what I'm trying to say, but then yeah. I just, I just, I'm, I just say stuff that I don't mean. Same, same. And then I have to walk it back, and no yeah. one gave a shit. No one was. No one cared. Yeah, anyway. no one's listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like bringing attention back to it. Now they heard it. Now they'll remember it. Yeah. Well, I. I noticed that, I mean, there, there's also a ton of other things going on in the classroom, but but a, an easy way to get like heard in the classroom or to hear people listen to you in a classroom setting is to like not say a lot. And then it's at certain times when you have something really good to say, you just drop that thing. But then otherwise, you shut <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, dude, but I feel, like there, were, I feel like, like, like there were some real dummies and like in school who, you know, they're, they're quiet and then they open their mouth and everyone's like, why did you say anything? <laughs> Yeah. Stay quiet. Yeah, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Why did yeah. you say that? <laughs> I think it's funny that I was just trying to give an explanation for like why people think women are stupid. Like, do people think women are stupid anymore? I don't know. Not nobody that I know. I hope. Um, yeah. certainly. People used to think that for a long time. I'm sure. So. People, I'm sure there's still people who think women are stupid. <laughs> I'd be. I'd be surprised if if there wasn't anybody in the world. You know, there's so I many people that. in the world. Yeah, and all each with a different thought and a different there's, idea. There's this like a uh, American law professor named Lonnie Guineer, and she talks about like like a lot about the sort of politics of law school, and she talks about why men are are often like uh, succeed in in law school like more easily than women do, and it's because like men are taught that like they in in class that they can just like. Uh, start talking like whenever in a classroom yeah. and so they have all this like built up muscle around like oh I can just talk and people will listen to what I'm saying and I don't have to have like a prepared thing and that like that's like a skill you can have as a lawyer but that a lot of women don't have that muscle because precisely because they've been told that like oh no what you're gonna say is like stupid and we're not gonna like give you the floor to talk especially in like public settings mm. like a classroom you know yeah, I think there is a lot of truth to these different circumstantial effects of misogyny over the course of a person's life. I'll say this is sort of a different subject, but it reminded me of it. Um, you guys follow Intellectuals on Instagram? I feel like I've talked about this on the show before, right? Maybe, but sure, we do. I, I like this account. It's an account that I like, and I know some of the people who are admins. I think they don't ever really talk about it because it's think, an anonymous admin yeah, yeah. meme account. Yeah, and we know some people that run it. And I think it's run by... He, all of this is like lore but like 30 people or 20 people um and i guess they made it as like an experiment and just like shit posting and not giving a fuck about their followers and they do this thing where like um they made a rule if anybody ever comments on their memes and say uh, this and a blunt they block that person that's really um, funny like, <laughs> <laughs> is, that a thing that, 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 is that a thing that people comment on memes People, there is like a phase this summer for like a month where people are coming in on every meme, this and a blunt, like, That's um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it just like pissed the That's admins funny. off. And they were like, if you comment that, well, I'm, you'll be blocked. And they were really doing it, and they like make other rules like oh, that. I they think just it's block a meme. all the time. I guess this it's and a, a blunt is a meme, yes, I think that's right. So people were, yeah, using the meme. And uh, they had other ones like if you DM us and ask to be made an admin, we'll block you, like a bunch of shit like that. And yet, still, they had like 35,000 followers. Uh, and then they did like a Black Lives Matter related fundraiser. And somehow right after that, their account got suspended. So they sort of 
alleged that there was some kind of bias at Instagram, which I believe I don't really know the details of it, um, but I'm getting away from the point. So then they made another account called Intellectuals, too. And that one has like 20,000 followers or something like that. And uh, there's a bunch of spinoff accounts of other people unrelated to them, making ones that are like Israel Selectuals and uh, Intellectuals 420. And then um, one that's Trans I've been looking at Trans I think that one's really good. But don't, that don't we really also good. know people who I think we might know people who run that or like it might be overlapping people. That could be overlapping people. I'm less certain on that one because I just sort of noticed that it exists. And they said on the post that they did recently that they're unaffiliated. And there's kind of was like a feud between intellectuals and transellectuals that was like on Instagram this week. Did you see this? A no. feud between? No. A feud between, between them. Oh, there was a feud? Oh, so maybe we don't know the people who run it. I don't know. Well, if you're not feuding, it means you're not successful. That's true. And we're not feuding. We're not feuding yeah, and not we're feuding. not successful. <laughs> so that's how we know for sure. I hope we feud at yeah. some point. I hope we get a feud from... No, I, I don't. I think if we had a feud with someone, I would I would crumble. I'd lose sleep. We would cave. I would, crumble. Would, cave. I would be really upset. Yeah. I'd cry. I'd cry. <laughs> it yeah. would be, I, would, I would cancel the show right away. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be talking about right it uh, constantly. Yeah. yeah. It would be horrible for well, our I hope. I hope... I hope that if we that we don't don't feud. So I'm I'm glad to just keep it 14 viewers. If you're in the chat, sound off. Let us know how you're feeling. Uh, sh- shoot your questions. Shoot your shots at any one of us if you like us. Um, and we got 50 more minutes. 15. We got nine. I, oh, psychic. Yeah, that. we got nine. You're right. You're right. No, I, we had yeah. 15 minutes five minutes ago, but I just I was so enraptured by this the conversation about the intellectuals that I. Transport, transported five minutes into the future. <laughs> As I was having to explain it, I was like, this is a horrible idea. I should never no, have no, like, started no. I actually this. do think it's interesting. Um, I do think, I had no clue. I mean, I guess to me, to me, like, meme accounts are, like, part of nature. They're yeah. like, um, you know, like rocks. And um, and when uh, when crystals form into these beautiful shapes, just naturally mm, you know when they have like dodecahedrons yeah. yes stalactites exactly that's what meme accounts are like they're not made by people they're just they just appear yeah they're just like a, a breath a breath of of nature and you can't ask how or why or where it comes from it just right is, is god or and you the can't and you or... can't ask if the misogyny is ironic or sincere you just have to it's just there it's just there and you decide what you'll do, how you'll live your life, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You yeah. mind your own business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you, would you ever be interested in being invited into the the sort of hallowed uh, halls of being an admin on a meme account? I think I wouldn't. I don't have the skills. It's not I don't to my think interest. I have the skills yeah. either. Yeah, I, I never see to find something in the wild that would make a good meme or like be a funny thing that it. Yeah, I'll say this, though. Sometimes I look at those meme accounts and they're posting shit that I like saw already where I'm like, oh, you think, oh, well, these people are, you know, harvesting, harvesting the freshest, the freshest beans. Um, but but um, sometimes they're just finding the same shit that you're that I'm finding. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I could have just I could have just posted grabbed that. that from Twitter, posted that. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of people were like resharing that Joe Castle Baker duet TikTok this week. Damn, that that was so funny. So that fucking so funny. funny. Look this up if you haven't seen it on Joe Castle Baker's Instagram. Oh my god. Uh, he's doing like he's acting. It's like a duet where they like write a script and they're like, you act the other part, and he just acts it funny as shit. And mad people were sharing it, and I was like, 
Oh, I would just never be motivated to share this. I assume anyone I know, like already vaguely would know that this exists. Like, why would I share totally, it? So, yeah. Why would I put it on my Instagram story? Like, my personal story. Yeah. So the whole like meme sharing credo, I don't think is really like resonates with my heart that much. I've been I've been doing it a little bit more. I'll I'll post and I'll like put a few images that I thought were funny, mm-hmm. like on a post or something. Yeah, I think it reflects on you, you know, because you have good taste and you saw a funny thing and you knew about it. Yeah, yeah. posting a funny meme. It's like um, it's like Cards Against Humanity. Like it it's a, it's a, it makes you look it's sort of like the guitar hero of being funny, you know. It's like, but, but I do think that meme pages, you need, you need to be curating and like putting shit together. And putting shit out a lot, extremely frequently. Yeah. People or that's how so it seems to be the form, like is constant posting, like minute for minute. Well, yeah. my hope is if you have like 30 people who run a meme account, then it's actually sort of a, a little bit of work. You know, you can kind of go in on Sundays and kind of post your thing and then dust off your shoulders and go back to your week you know well also mm. they're not making the memes no uh-uh. totally totally so you're just finding the memes yeah i guess i just have a kind of romantic view of a sort of collectivized version of social media where we're all like putting into the same thing you know it's like being in a band of being have funny you, you know have you guys we have we talked about uh tweet plagiarism no, except in our well, personal. Yeah, <laughs> we did talk about our personal, but I, I hope I do you mind if I like say in the, the name of someone. But it's not in criticism. It's actually because something subsequently happened that I thought was. In, I guess I'm not being clear enough for you, you can to say, say someone's yes name no. as long as you're not saying I said some shit about them. <laughs> oh, no, no. OK, well, I, I don't even need to say names, but say we have names. a friend. We had a friend and, and she she posted this tweet about how um what how, what was like the joke of it um that NYU is a school uh, that NYU is a school that that. It's People made up. Movies go to it. Yeah, not a real school. It's a. It's somewhere that you go in a movie to prove that you have um left your small town. Left your small like town that. behind. Yeah. And so someone else tweeted like the same words, um, and then she kind of went on this campaign of like I got plagiarized, which fair. I think I think it was like pretty clearly like word for it word. It was the same. It wasn't word for word, but it was like it was the exact same joke for sure. But then yeah. Sam showed me Sam like. A month or two later showed me the same joke about NYU is not real. Um, uh, NYU is not real. It's just a thing that they made up in movies. And I was like, oh, this is like this is out of her hands at this point. Hmm. It's it's like one of those jokes that like right. It's she can't she can't so control the deep. Yeah. Well, you saw like right. another person who had also plagiarized that tweet. Later. Yeah, but, but totally different wording. And, mm. and in fact, it went mega viral mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm. oh, it's just it, there's like a few tweets like that, a few ideas that people like every once in a while. Like, for instance, often people will be like, how is traffic real? Just move, the, just drive the car. Have you seen mm-hmm. that yes, tweet? Of course. Yeah, it's a funny tweet, but people tweet it all the time. And it, and it's funny every time, I guess. But it's like not a new idea anymore. And I don't know if the one that I liked when I first saw it was the first one. It might have it might have existed before time, you know, before time began, much before I found it. And it will exist long after. Mm. But it's like, you know, why? Why? You know, what, there's a certain point where fighting the plagiarism war to lose yeah. battle. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, that, that isn't the point I thought you were going to make. I thought you were going to make that point about the parallel um, thinking across the culture or something. That's that not could even- be it. Too. I mean, I guess there's no way to prove it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes what does happen 
I often will tweet things where I'm like, there's no way this hasn't been tweeted before. Or I, I hear like an mm. echo of it where I'm yeah. like, I've seen this. I'm stealing this. I can't remember where and I can't like and I'll look it up and I can't find it. And I'm like, this joke, I can't have thought of this. And so maybe that does happen. You read something and then you just think you thought of it later on. Yeah, that's what Louis C.K. says when he confronts um, Dane Cook on the, the episode of Louis where they do a dramatized version yeah. of him confronting him about being a joke stealer. Yeah, I'll say this. I remember hearing those jokes side by side. I think it's totally bogus that I don't think Dane Cook stole his jokes. jokes. They were, they were quite different. Soft <laughs> anyway, right? Like aren't most of Dane Cook's jokes are not so inspired. They're just like performed in a really energetic, specific way. I don't remember just, what like, the jokes were. But. Well, I'll say this other thing, and I do have an axe to grind about this. I don't know why Dane Cook gets so much hate. I thought his, I still think his stand was good. As a kid. I, I think his stand was years, good. Loved it, yeah. So, so funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I people to this day are like he sucks, but I th- back when he was in his prime, that shit was good. It was totally good, and it's funny because people act like because the performance is such a big part of it, that means it's not good comedy. They're like he's just shouting and running around. And I'm like, that's his performance. It's a live right, comedy that's show. That's the p. That's yeah. That's what, the this is performance. Yeah. Like, yeah it's Why this, would what, it be just what are we? The words written down. Like <laughs> you're what like are you ten years about? old. You're like this is performance. <laughs> Something like a chat. Somewhere. All of that contributes as an element <laughs> to what AOL. the joke is. Yeah. <laughs> mm. You fucking idiots. Yeah. I totally feel that. I feel this way about this joke um, that I did at Edie's show that I'll probably put on my album. And then I also just do sometimes because it's easy to say all the time about um, people asking me if I'm free on the weekends. I say, uh, what? how does it go? Uh, or what are you doing this weekend? Um, I'm not doing anything, but that doesn't mean I'm free. And like, I just like say this a lot as like a accent on things. And I'm like, yeah, this can't be. I didn't think of that, though. Like the idea that one is free but doesn't want to hang out like this is an obvious joke. I mean, and then that's sort of like it's kind of half of a joke, but I don't know. There's a bunch of shit like that. Or I have a a line I want to put in the album that I've been working on about um friends sitting on each other's laps. And I just remember I saw this girl in my stand up comedy club and I went back and alumni hosted our college comedy show. And she had a line and a joke about friends sitting on each other's laps. And I can't remember what the line was that I'm like. I'll probably just text her and ask her if she cares if I put this line in my joke because I feel that bad about the idea of like stealing someone's joke and then them hearing it on my shit and being like, dude, what the fuck? Um, Yeah, I don't know. Well, I honestly think, though, that we make we make a mistake when if if we think that art is just a thing that's made by single people, by individuals that come up with new ideas like, of course, it has to. You know, it's like all of stand up is cliches like. And that's fine. Like, it's fine for two people to come up with a similar idea. It's not a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also often get into this conundrum myself, Will, where I will be talking about a funny topic, like with with Felipe, like with my friends. And it's like, or I'll read something funny in a book where I'm like, oh, like talking about that. It's 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 that particular subject is a funny idea and I want to tweet about that. Um, and is that like a kind of plagiarism or something like that? Like, I don't know, you, you'd read a phrase about getting con- like, um, damn, like getting confused on the highway or something. I'm not, I'm not coming up with a, a good example, but like, is there a kind of plagiarism that's just like taking the topic, but then that's funny but then trying to word it in such a way that it becomes a tweet. But really what's funny about the tweet is really just like mentioning this concept that you read about. 
Does that make sense at all? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but... Um... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I need to I need to come up with a specific example. Yeah. Well, you'll come I don't up. Know, like, you'll come like, up with it. Oh, here you go. And we'll hit <laughs> like, it first. Top like, of the show next week. <laughs> well, like, Felipe and I were like talking about like pulling teeth out or something like that, and then I do a tweet like twenty minutes later about like pulling teeth out, and it's like it's not anything I or Felipe said during the thing, but it's like, oh, this was a topic that we were laughing about and talking about together. Is it? Is there some sort of plagiarism or sort of deceit that's happened, you know? Yes. And the answer is no. We are running out of time. Um, <laughs> sorry, no, I'm, I'm being an asshole. But cool, guys. Um, Thanks for really backing me up on that. You know, well, it's great I, having I you of, on the show, Sam. Yeah. yeah you, know, I, I, you know, I kind of don't I talk like the a idea. lot. And then I sort of come in sometimes. And it's great to just know whenever I do decide to participate, you <laughs> guys really friends. have my back. We have your yeah. back and we will not let you fall. Not Sam, if you, you want to talk, if you want to talk more, be, you, that's on you. Oh yeah, sorry. I just wasn't taught in my family, you know, that like my opinions mattered and stuff. You know, mm. Felipe, you had kind of sort of sort of a, a male mm. sort of law school upbringing, a little bit like Lonnie mm. Guineer talks about. Mm. I was I was taught to be short and concise and brief mm. and, and not think important. about my yeah, not think of my thoughts out loud in front of everybody and kind of digest them first before I say what I want to say. Yeah, which is precisely what happened with that idea about plagiarism <laughs> <laughs> that you just <laughs> got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's like there's like three pillars of Islam, and you go to you go to San Diego, and you walk around a, a, an ice tray in the middle of a parking lot. And Felipe, uh, I think you're, you've got this all wrong. No, no, I want to keep going and explain. No, you guys it. were egging me on. You were like, yeah, yeah, I like this, I like this, the Hodge, yes. No, I hear you, dude. I. I I'm just trying to, I was trying to think of a good example with a tweet where I was like, I know I want to tweet about, but I can't remember what it was, but it was like just a funny term or something. I don't know, like totally. hydroxychloroquine or whatever. Right, exactly. Mm, it's you're like, like, oh, I got a funny word, hydroxychloroquine. Now yeah, I just need well, a vehicle to showcase yeah. how funny this word is. It's like you Precisely. find, there's, yeah. there's tweets where like you find a funny topic to tweet about. Yeah. And that's what makes the tweet. And like, then you just need to find the words for it. But it's really yes. the topic that's like the engine for it. Mm, and that's, yeah. I'll yeah, say this. Oh, sorry. Go yeah. ahead, Sarah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, maybe this will be my last remark and then I'm fine with this being done. Um, uh, the, the first time I ever heard the phrase COVID-19 mentioned, I was at like Jesse's monthly show and Jack Bensinger was on it. Who's an incredible comedian. I think everyone listening to this would know who that is. And, uh, he just was like improvising on stage and he was just standing there and you couldn't think of anything or he was like not talking. And he just is like, looks out at us and he's like, COVID-19. Does that mean anything to you guys? Do you know anything about that? And the audience was totally silent. Like, I had never heard that word before, COVID-19. And this is, like, at the beginning of January. And I just look back on that, and I'm like, damn, that shit was funny. Like, that is funny. COVID-19, dude. Yeah, that's funny as fuck. Like, nobody I, fucking knew. Yeah. I often think about what if, when stand-up comes back, what will be the first good bit to do? The first joke uttered. Like, the first bullet in the Revolutionary War. Yeah. And, and speaking, of, speaking of a plagiarized tweet, initially, Initially, I thought, oh, it would be funny to go in and talk about dating and like dating apps um, as That'd if like nothing funny, had dude. happened. <laughs> that would be funny. But I think it might be really funny to go up on stage and be like, COVID-19, does that mean anything to you guys? Or <laughs> Kyle says, make the pod two hours. Kyle, you are the, the blood that keeps this animal alive, man. Otherwise, the podcast, maybe it wouldn't yeah. exist. Thank you yeah, for your support. Sweet guy. Yeah. 
Kyle, my mom sent us Felipe and I fruits in the mail because she's such a big fan of the podcast. So if you like it as much as her, you know, our, our, uh, you know how to reach our address. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Uh, did we not shout anybody out? Um, some various comments that I don't remember what they pertain to. So <laughs> thanks everybody for listening. Raisin Man Arena.